Howdy, hey, and welcome to Nice Shorts. I'm Fu Yang. And I'm Johnny Niddle. And this is a show where we interview animators about the shorts they make. Today we have Bailey and Natalie. Bailey and Natalie are currently fourth year animation students at Sheridan College. That's that school up there in the Canada up there. Both of them are addicted to rigging and animating those rigs to do animated rig things. You will usually find Bailey doing thin art of data since he's a diehard trekking. Natalie will be found. Doing cooking related things, even if it's cooking in Breath of the Wild. So join us as we hear how they navigated doing their third year group film, Till Death Brings Us Together, and how they pushed to help make the school experience better for future students. And now on with the show. Hello. Oh, yeah. I'm Bailey McLeod.、Uh, yeah. I like rigs, I like animating. I'm A fourth year at Sheridan,、um, and I love Star Trek. <laughs> oh, we're going to talk about data in a bit. Oh, no.、Uh, oh, boy. This、mm. is going to be turned to a Star Trek interview, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Natalie. A lot of things overlap with me and Bailey. We're practically the same person except for the Star Trek stuff. I'm <laughs> also a fourth year Sheridan animation student. I do rigging, I do animation.、Um, I like. Cooking and I like playing Breath of the Wild and cooking in Breath of the Wild. Oh my god, the overlap! <laughs> I know. Nice. What I do in life, I do in games. It's all the same to me. <laughs> my favorite thing to do is cook food I can't eat. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just fun、yeah. watching the ingredients bounce around and a little music jingle go. Oh, nice. Absolutely not hating on that. So, fourth years, <laughs> and you are right now working on your thesis films. Yes. Yes, we are. And that's totally not stressful at all. No, I, I did like no work on my thesis this week. <laughs> oh, same. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing chores and stuff. It's not too bad, I think,、yeah. because the only person to rely on or disappoint is yourself、uh, <laughs> <laughs> at the moment, right? Like compared to group films where it was like, I don't know if it's harder or easier, but definitely there isn't a group of people who, if you don't like, do the things, then they're going to be, you're going to fail them. So, Plus, we have a、eh. more open schedule in fourth year. We do have a much nicer school schedule. I have more time year, off.、So. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it's been less stressful overall. Your group project. Oh, yeah. And、uh. also the schedule. It's、mm. so different from this year. So, would you like to start to schedule? <laughs> schedule. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, in third year, everyone was put into a group of like nine to eleven, nine to 12. I think we were on the low end, actually.、Nine、it was like 13? 11 to 14.、Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow. More. yeah. We were put in a group of that many students, and we had to do、mm-hmm. it all online.、Uh, we used Discord. And some people were not familiar with the school, so it was a bit of a learning curve there.、Um, mm. And we had eight months to make a film,、uh, and we ended up making a five minute film. <laughs> yeah.、Uh, not a good idea. Start to finish, a、uh, month.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'd say less than that because yes, you have the school、do. semester. We got cut. Yeah. We, we got. 
two weeks cut off total. Mm, yeah. So one cut off so, first semester and one cut off second semester. Because usually you get 14 weeks. We got 13 yeah, weeks each semester. semester. So that's also while going through classes. So let's pretend. Yes. And let's pretend looking it for was a job. A production. And making right. a portfolio and doing interviews and eating and sleeping and showering and wow. <laughs> doing well, chores. Do what Natalie does. Cook in the game. You don't have to eat it. Save you time. <laughs> right. Wait. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> That's not food. Because you both did your summer internships at yes. normal like animation studios. Pretend yeah. it was a studio and you're doing production. How long do you think of time you really had to do it? Like if we didn't count the classes and stuff? Yeah. Mm. Like if we were just focusing on our film? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That would have been phenomenal. I, I think it would have taken us. It's hard See, to I say. I think it would have taken the same yeah. amount of time, but, we but could have with put far more, less. We could have put more stuff into it. Like we could have put more like time into it. Like it okay. would have taken. I think like taking eight months to do like a five minute thing, like through pre production all the way to mm-hmm. production and like compositing and stuff. I think mm-hmm. that's a reasonable amount. Uh, just we were kind of half-assing some stuff because it was like we just have to get it done. Um, yeah, there was yeah. some extra stuff we could have put in, but we didn't have time for basically. And I think the difficult part, like when we got into production, there was so much to animate, mm-hmm. but we have classes, but people are doing co-op search, but people have interviews yeah. throughout the weeks, and so. Mm. Um, it felt very tight to get all that animation done. Uh, I calculated out how many seconds of animation we need done each week. Um, it was like five. And I was like, uh, 11? 11? Oh. I don't know. Oh, Anyways, totally, yeah. It was, per person, yeah, it was week. like four. Per person, it was like, I need this much from each of you each week. And it wasn't going to happen because oh. we didn't. It wasn't like a full work week on the film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you give someone a 30 to 40 hour work week to do those seconds. That's great. Like they can do it. It's mm. not stressful. Yeah. But given that we had 20 hours of classes. Mm. <laughs> in Plus that some week, people had part time jobs and they were in oh, different yeah. time zones. Over that okay. um, yeah. Oh, one yeah. of our group someone members. Was in Korea. Yeah. Was in she was like, I'm getting up when everyone's asleep. Yay! And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just eight months there. Because on the East Coast, Korea is exactly 12 hours off from us, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So we had a night ride to accommodate, but <laughs> she was essentially a night owl for eight months. Um, Which is horrible for your health. Um, yeah. Like, yeah. Pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. What are your role in this short film, the group project? What they started as, and then we'll go into what they became. So in pre-production, I was on the story team, and I was on the social media team. We all did character design, but there were like specific designers. I was mostly yeah. storyboard, but storyboard like did a lot of revising. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's what I started as. What did you start as, Natalie? <laughs> Uh, I think I was also on story. Was I on social media with you? I believe yeah. so. Um, and not that much else, to be honest. I didn't touch a lot of pre-production. I think I typed script stuff. You little. did. You did. Yeah. Sorry, it was script driven. 
It start, we had to write a script to begin with. We have to write a script because it's part of the Which curriculum. I, uh, I think you should just go into boarding, but... <laughs> you just retrofit the script like, oh, this is what we meant. Yeah. Yeah, kind of, Perfect. kind of. So There was a script, we uh, did start but we didn't stick with it very long. Yeah. The script is written by the story team or it's demand yeah. for everyone? Uh, started with everyone boarding and then there was just a story team. Um Mm. It ended up being like too much going through eleven people to give different parts. I would yeah. I would compile the storyboards and usually I would present them. Sometimes it wasn't me presenting. It was like mm. between a bunch of us. Um, and then into production, I was the rigging lead. I did the props, mm-hmm. but I also oversaw oversaw oversaw. <laughs> the forgot the, the like uh, timelines of the rigs um, and made and updated like made sure like any fixes got done. Um, mm. Basically, I was on the sound team. I did the foley of the film and you put did the, do the foley and I put the sound effects in. Um, you did a great I job. I did animation. Oh, thank you. Mm. Uh, um, I did animation. And I helped with compositing, and I did the final edit of the film. Yes. Mm. Uh, as the semester went on, or the second semester came, I was the only compositor so far, <laughs> but that didn't have to happen till later. I did eventually acquire a team of people to help me, but as compositing lead, um, I was the rigger for the wife and, I guess, the husband mm-hmm. in the end. Mm. I, rig- I rigged characters. Uh, I was initially something called a scene coordinator, but that evolved into me just becoming project manager later on. Mm. I'm kind of curious that uh, when you say you were assigned to the group project, is that already they have some kind of format to say, hey, you guys can have a team for story, a team for social media? Like, how's that formed? Or it's just from uh. your the group's idea? We kind of had that. Um, so they give you like a guide. It's a little bit, they they're like, here's what you maybe should have. Like they're like, mm. you should at least have a layout and a story team, uh, like mm. a design and a story team kind of thing. Um, but the more specific stuff, like the social media, was us. Um, at the beginning of the year, they're supposed to like be like, what are your strengths? And people write down story layout animation and then they split up the groups into that they did not do that for our year so some group films had like almost entirely layout people um which mm, made animating really group. hard um <laughs> that's that was a lot of group films actually um i think there's a lot of layout artists yeah but they didn't years, even like but, or concept or, they didn't even like ask what mm. our strengths were so they could like divide it evenly so that caused a lot of problems during group films I think to be f- a little bit fair to them, they cut a week off of our semester, and true. so the sooner we started, the better. Mm. This year, um, they haven't cut a week off the semester, yeah. and I'm hearing from the third years, it's week two. It's the end of week two, mm. and I don't know if they have their groups yet. Oh, wow. Um, which is very, very bad, because oh. that means they've lost two weeks rather than just us losing one week. Yeah. Um, it's not moving so- on. Yeah. I don't know what's happening with the professors. There's been some issues with like getting a 3D group or a stop mode group that's big enough, yeah. but I don't think that's a great excuse. So yeah. uh, on some level, I do wish they organized us more, but 
in our group, it worked out okay. So yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, we had some yeah. like varied strengths in different areas, so it was good. Ooh, your um, backgrounds! Oh my god, they are very beautiful. Mm. Uh, <laughs> funny story about that, <laughs> Bailey. Do you want me to? <laughs> we were like, look, this film's kind of long. We want to keep it simple. There's only like two characters, really. Uh, so that shouldn't be too bad. Um, and let's just do UPA yeah. style. Like, let's do UPA. We kept saying UPA style for the background. Simple shapes. Like, we like- <laughs> super, super simple. Yeah. Um, Question. Yes, Johnny. What is UPA style? Oh. Uh, right. For the UPA. non-animator person. Uh, yeah, no problem. UPA was a uh, studio back in the, oh gosh, years. The, Give me years. I don't know. The 1940s-ish? Like, oh. that's when it Yes. Yeah. So it's like that classic, like flat style. Think like uh, Gerald McBoing you know Gerald Boy, McBoing Boy. Oh, Rudy like, like, yeah. uh, It was an American. Yeah. It was called the United Productions of America. UPA was the name of the studio. Um, mm-hmm. I think a lot of the found- the founders came out of Disney. Like they were. Not Is this like the Earl Ivan kind of stuff? Uh, like sleep, it's like Sleeping Beauty, like where it's like the really cool backgrounds of the trees. Kind the of, castles. it's kind of like that, but it's more simple. Um, it's like very so jazzy. They do jazzy looking. Limited animation. Yes, just focus on color and the shape and simplified. It's more oh. of their style. It's more like motion graphic somehow. Mm-hmm. Like it's where yeah. a lot of like modern cartoon. You know, you see like. Modern cartoons like Danny Phantom, uh, Fairly Odd Parents, uh, Dexter's Lab. Yeah. That stuff I, like evolves from UPA. Like they take like that kind of like stylized thing and they're like a modernized version of it. Perfectly see it now where it's like just like splotches of color that give you a hint of like yeah. what is there. Like mm-hmm. if Ken Cleed yeah. did a background. Everything's relatively flat looking, but it isn't animated entirely flat. Um, That's cool. Yeah. I think at the end we were just talking because we finally were all just sitting down and compositing together and we got to yeah. chat and we're like, you know, what happened to the whole UPA thing? And the, the Leo lead said, I actually didn't know what that was. So I just went with my usual style. And that's why they're so beautiful and elaborate and beautifully rendered and great. But I was like, yeah. I was like, we have so many layouts. Don't. <laughs> oh, let's do limited um, animation. We ended up doing like full <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just like ah. I think we made it a little harder for ourselves in that sense, but it also turned out beautiful, and hopefully, no one got injured. So, I'm quite happy with where the film ended up. I'm just like a little sad that we stressed out so hard because yeah, it was we didn't very understand <laughs> UPA. Yeah. But you rigged and animated in Tune Boom Harmony. You did. You yes. Did. Like, that's we cool. Certainly did. The only software we know. Your yeah. <laughs> film was definitely like, I remember towards the end, we had to composite the whole film in that week. Just me, the moment I roll out of bed, eat something, 12 hours in this chair. And then I'm like, have we composited enough scenes? <sighs> and going to sleep and then up again. You say your laptop bricked right after you finished <laughs> compositing. Ooh, and then you ended me. up... Yeah. <laughs> My lovely, lovely laptop of six years at that point, which I hadn't realized, um, and it was failing throughout the entire group film. Uh, often I'd blue screen or uh, I don't know what else. It was, uh, <laughs> often, often I'd like keep like a like a track of like, oh, Natalie hasn't said that her 
your screen has blacked out today yet. I'm like, be careful, Natalie. It's gonna, it's gonna happen. Back up your stuff. And then she'd be like, I blue screened. Oh no. Oh. The issue was I ordered a new computer, like my first desktop, and it was a powerful one, but it wasn't going to, because of COVID dis- delays, it wasn't going to ship to me until after the film finished. That was so funny. So I was like, at, oh, at least I have um, it for a co-op, I said to myself, but oh man. There was like, we had like oh, contingencies yeah. if Natalie's thing died. I was like, you can use my Surface Pro. And Natalie's like, no, I'll use my roommate's. <laughs> I was like, I was <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. oh my god! And like, I had this thing. I had this fear because I was editing it. I was afraid the render was going to take forever. But since mm. we did all the compositing in Toon Boom, all the rent, the, it was like kind of pre-rendered, so only small edits were in the actual like thing in Premiere because we used Toon Boom to composite and animate, and Premiere to put the whole thing together with the sound. And stuff. Oh, I used audition yeah. for the uh, uh, foley and the sound effects, and Johnny used other Pro- software. I used Pro Tools. Pro Tools. But yeah, you said you said everything. There's a way to send the files, so you sent me all the files, yeah. and they're all split out where they need to be, panned how they need to be panned. Yeah. So I was afraid when I brought all the files together in Premiere, it was going to take forever to render. I was like, Natalie, mm-hmm. I'm giving us like four days to render, like. I, we were I was, on call when you hit and render. Then like, it was very dramatic. It was like <laughs> 20 minutes later it was done. I was like... <laughs> I was like, oh. we were both on call just like, it's going, it's going, it's moving so fast. We were, call- yeah. we were like, those last like couple days, like me and Natalie were like on call like every single day with each other for like almost the entire day. Um, like listening mm. to like the groovy bot or whatever in Discord. And like... Mm. yeah. It was really funny because, like, as, like, Natalie said before, like, compositing, when we brought that team in there, that was the only time we really talked to our group, like, in all, like, casually, all, all group, at yeah. once, and they, we find out all this stuff that, that was happening, and I'm like, why didn't you tell us <laughs> we could have helped? <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'm really proud of my group members, because a lot of them were afraid of using rigs, understandably mm. so, rigs are hard to use. But, like, a couple of them really picked them up and, like, were animating, like, machines. Shout out to Anaya. Mm. <laughs> Shout out to Anaya. You, Anaya Share. You, 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 you f***ing carried. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She actually did so many scenes and just some very nice animations. Yes. In, with rigs. Uh, some of the montage with yeah, the rigs. I was, yeah. I was so she impressed. figured it out. I was so impressed with yeah. her. Um, and you said she like never used rigs before to animate, right? Not really. Not really. I think we're forced to at some point in our school. She wasn't comfortable, uh, curriculum, with them, but she wasn't super confident with it. Yeah. Now. Um, and I think don't think most people are actually. Yeah. <laughs> Me and Natalie made a bunch of tutorials though on like how to animate yeah. stuff. You were saying that for the rig, it is uh, demanded from school. Like they want you to use this skill or it's your choice? Uh, it's your um, choice. I think, wasn't there at least one course where we had to use yes, rigs or was that 2D, an elective? 2D, which okay, is yeah, kind of an elective. We do a 2D elective. class. Oh, Because you okay. can choose 2D or 3D. Right. So if you don't go into the 3D stream, you do use a rig mm-hmm. at some point yeah. during school. And you're taught how to use them. If, yeah. It's it's a good intro, but it's not because it's only what like two hours a week. 
Yeah, you can't go into his You need more practice. And a lot of people are like, oh, hand-drawn. Like, I'll just Mm. do hand-drawn. It's like, oh, the TV industry is is rigged. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) That sentence is That's the reason. The TV industry is rigged. For the speed to finish that production, that's why you guys think rig will be more efficient. Because I do see your hand-draw animation. That's amazing. But (laughs) is that like... Yeah, you worry that you cannot finish in your production yeah. timeline-wise. Okay. Because um, rigs save from cleanup. Because they're already oh, like, clean. Okay. Um, they already yeah. have the lines. They already look like the final thing. Um, with hand-drawn, you have to do rough. And then you have to mm. clean up. And then you have to color. And oh my god, yeah. it takes so long to clean up. That is my least <laughs> favorite part of the process. That is why I reuse rigs. Even though... Rigs have like a technical difficulty to them because sometimes yeah. they break and it's like hell trying to figure out how to fix it. Um, like they come with their own challenges. Like hand drawn is more straightforward um, mm-hmm. in in the technical aspect, not in the not in the actual like animation, but like in the process, it's more straightforward. If you want an arm to move a certain way, you just draw it moving that way. With two D, it's a little bit. Uh, it's a little bit more particular about flipping and skewing. Sometimes you have to, mm-hmm. with 2D animation, if you tween a flip, it will do mm-hmm. like a paper Mario flip where you like see the side of the 2D paint. So it looks <laughs> like it's like, huh. it's like disappears yeah. for a minute. So you have to like uh, key it. So it like goes there and then like untween that like flip. And then it's, it's so. <laughs> technical you need to yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sounds yeah. fun. I like it. <laughs> it is fun. Once you get yeah. the hang of it, it's it's fun. You just make a like a promise yourself. No one is ever going to move. Every animation from now on is going to be just this is them. <laughs> Hello. Move. Yeah. Sidle. Every time I animate, I'm like, who invented this? <laughs> I curse them from <laughs> the year 2021. Natalie knows this. Every time I go to do a rig, I have to relearn how to rig. Um, but it gets faster every time. Like, I'll be like, oh man, how do you do mm-hmm. an auto touch? <laughs> and I'm like, oh yeah, okay, this is how. You just click around a few yeah. times. You're like, all right. Totally. <laughs> Johnny totally knows what we're talking about. <laughs> I do, 100%. I thought you guys had people still some reason doing 2d roughs though also almost the cleanup point no the film is actually a mix Mm -hmm. of hand-drawn and rigged because not everybody was comfortable Mm. in the end using the rigs Mm. um but of course the rigs are so much faster more scenes are rigged Mm. so even if only like four or five of us were using them Mm. uh consistently there's like a few i think there's more scenes with the rig in it I cannot tell which scene is which. So how do you maintain that consistent <laughs> of the look? We made a guide. Um, a guide? When, mm-hmm. Yeah, so this, we made like a guide that was like, this is how it looks. We designed the rig characters. Like, so Natalie made the rigs. And then all the mm. cleanup artists had to reference the rigs, how they looked mm. in certain scenes. So I went through in every scene, like compared like different shots like with the rigs in them to see the different size brushes in each one so if someone was cleaning up farther away they don't have a giant brush they would reference the screenshot and be like okay this is the size here 
Um, so it would look more consistent. Um, well, it sounds like you basically animated the scenes twice then. Like, uh, Natalie did the rigs and moved, or did he not no, actually? Was it just no, like, she just, no, no. I just imported the rigs in with no animation, just uh, standing there so you could see the thickness of the line. So mm. the poor 2D hand-drawn artists had to do their best to not look hand-drawn and look like a rig? Need to be on model, right? Yeah, I think regardless when you do a hand-drawn animation, you want to be on model, right? right? Like, a bunch of different animators are drawing the same like character yeah. through these scenes. How do you keep that consistent, right? Mm. So if they can do that well, right. and if the person rigging, doing rigged animation can make theirs look you know, lively and not robotic, mm. then I think it comes together pretty seamlessly. Yeah. Uh, mm. If everyone's doing what they're supposed to do, it shouldn't be a problem to do a mix. Uh, I think the new Looney Tunes. I saw someone uh, talk about a like in the roughs of a scene how some of it was hand drawn, some of it was rigged, and you really couldn't tell. Oh. Like, yeah, mm. it's well done. Is there a benefit to like? Because I remember seeing the warp. Sh- uh, is that what you call it? The warp shots where you deformed the rig to move and add the blurs and everything. Yeah. Is there an advantage to not do rigged for some of that? Yes. Um, so for my film personally, like my thesis film, there are some shots that are really skewed. And deforming the rigs to fit in them and like actually work like in the motion that you want is way too much trouble. So you'd just be better off hand drawing it. Um, if with any extreme it might take longer, yeah, yeah. With any extreme shots or, like, extreme motions that you can't bend the rig into, you, you hand-draw it. Um, but rigs are good for, like, some simple movements, sometimes some more complicated movements, too. Um, but you just have to know how far the rig will go, and, like, would this be better hand-drawn, or would this be better rigged in this scene, you know? Mm. Yeah. Because you want them to save time. Is your thesis going to be uh, rigged or no? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I have to show off my one skill. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, but for sure, uh, my thesis, I've been told by my roommate, it's like, this is simple enough. You could probably just hand draw it. Like, you really don't need to. But I was like, I want to show off that I can rig, so I really Good should like, make rigs. Uh, for, yeah, for the sake of what I'm looking for, mm. right? Mm. Um, but yeah, I just have two characters. Well, three <laughs> one of them's three ducks stacked on each other yeah. so i just make that one rig and stack them <laughs> it'll be a very special rig for the duck don't 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 do this but i thought it'd be hilarious if the bottom one was actually a goose so it'd be duck duck goose <laughs> oh oh that's really funny wait maybe you maybe i'll steal that have it. take it <laughs> All right, cool. Yes, let me start boarding when the bottom one's a goose. It'll look just slightly different in the beak, but you'll be mm-hmm. like, is that a goose? Yeah. But I'm I'm definitely rigging that. <laughs> okay, Natalie wants to rig it. Uh, how about yeah. Bailey? Oh, yeah, I'm rigging mine. I've already started rigging my... Well, breakdown, doing the breakdowns of my main guy. I have a lot of characters, so I, mm. I'm going to be making a lot of rigs. Um yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh no. Um, some of the characters will just be hand-drawn, like the background characters that enter the elevator after a bit, I think are just going to be hand-drawn because I'm not making that many rigs. <laughs> or 
they'll just be front-facing rigs, not fully rotational ones, because um, I need to drop a line or else I'm going to die. I did help with finding our sound guy, which was Johnny, oh, yeah. our I wonderful also, musician. Yeah, I also helped. <laughs> yeah, we were the ones hunting for our composer <laughs> and, and giving Johnny notes. <laughs> About stuff and like like a gift from the heavens, descended <laughs> into our inbox. <laughs> we, yeah, With an excellent demo. When we reel. when we got his, we were like, oh my god, he like specifically put specific tr- playlists, like tracks on his playlist for our film. Like, and I was like, oh, he actually like went mm. through and chose specific. I was like, oh, these are good. And yeah. So yeah, we chose. It's incredible. <laughs> I'm surprised people don't do that. No, we just got <sighs> links to their website, and there was just a bunch of different stuff. You were the only one, I yeah. think. So. so composers, if you want to impress someone, put specific uh-huh. tracks catered to the project that you're applying to. Beyond that, like, don't just send someone to a site. Like, don't ever send someone to a place where they don't know what to do. Exactly, like, yes. Like, I'm sorry. Like, like a restaurant doesn't go, hey, we're at that block. It's like, where the f*** are you? Like, like, how do I- We've hit a nerve. Johnny's like, oh. People have this weird thing of like, so it's called like a call to action. Every time you send an email or talk to someone, there should be like a thing that you want them, like tell them what, what you want them to, to do. Like, at, at least. Yeah, like, um, don't make them do work. If you add work to their life at the beginning, imagine what they're going to think you're going to do for the rest of the project. <laughs> anyway, yeah. yeah. John, Johnny helped a lot. Uh, he did, like, the the, mm. the levels of our film and, like, the mixing. And he yes. made it sound all beautiful and nice. What kind of platform that you guys reach out for composers? Is that usually the school has certain platform or is just by yourself mm. to reach out? And also, at what point that you bring Johnny into this production? You take this one, Madeline. Okay, uh, sure. <laughs> so there is no platform given to us by the school. They didn't really uh, hand us anything about composers and they actually didn't warn us when we should have composers, but we figured uh, before production, like as soon as we could get our animatic like close to getting nailed down, we should have someone working on the music. Um, so I think early January was when we brought Johnny on board. I really don't recall. Maybe late December. Yeah. And what we did was we just made a fun post on Twitter and Instagram and we actually, yeah, there was a decent amount of people who responded. I think there was a lot. I wasn't 20. expecting that much. Yeah, we thought maybe only a small handful, but uh, Johnny happened to see our post thanks to someone else in animation who he was following. No, or something. I don't remember who. Yeah, somebody retweeted us, and Johnny saw it, and so we just had an email in the post and was like, "Yeah, send us your stuff and your rates or whatever." And <laughs> it was, it's a, we're like, by the way, we're poor. <laughs> by the way, we're students. Uh, sorry, we can't pay you a lot. But yeah, we just reached out into the great wide web and we got Johnny somehow. And it was fantastic. And I think mainly Bailey and I, because we were the social media people, we talked yeah. to Johnny because we ran the oh, email okay. and stuff like that, too. So, yeah. yeah um, as for the school having any 
platform. They don't really have a platform, like Natalie said, but they do encourage, there's like a partnership they have with like, I forget what school, it might be U of T or something. U of T, Mississauga. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, with the music program where students, they get like credits for like doing music to shorts. And it's kind of like a parasocial relationship. (laughs) We we use them for our assignments and they use us for their assignments. I think you meant parasitic. I'm not sure. Symbiotic. Oh, parasitic. Yeah, that's what I meant. (laughs) Not parasocial. That's the wrong word. I know English. Parasocial is like some kind of trooper on Instagram or something. I like it. It's like when you stand. That's with social media people. Uh, yeah. I don't know why I said parasocial. Symbiotic. I think that's, that's fantastic. Symbiotic. That's I think it. I've told this story to Fu a million times already, and I think you too. But like, when I went to Cal State Fullerton Music Composition Program, animation was there, but not really. And they had a club. And my professor was like, well, if you want to work with animators, go over there and just hit them up. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I was too shy and nervous. While I was there in the same building in music theater department, which I wasn't, I was music composition. And in the animation department was Megan Nicole Dong, the creator of Centaur World. Wow. Oh my God. I was like, I found out what year she was there in an interview. I like, if I, I don't, I wouldn't have been, it's not like I would have worked on it with or anything, but like, I'm, if I had just gotten the courage to go down and work with the animators, I could have met. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, it's like, you like never know. Was, in the same yeah. building, I'm like just a floor beneath us. I'm like, oh, so cool. So Moral of the story: Don't be afraid to mix with other programs. It, like go I to those like my, fun oh. mixer things. Like, yeah, I know there was some like draw when the school wasn't down for COVID. There used to be like drink and draw things where like mm-hmm. a bunch of other programs would come to the marquee and we'd just all draw. There was illustration students, game design students, like musical theater, like anyone who wanted to draw and you just all talk. It's really nice. Yeah. So like, don't be afraid to go outside of your program. You might meet someone cool, uh, make a new friend or like find out someone who needs like animation for something. Not, not that you should make friends just to get chops, No, <laughs> but like, you know, you never know where things you should lead. make friends to make friends. Yeah. Like college is great with the teachers are fine, but I think, Seeing you two together, it's even, it's like your peers are what will carry you through it and yes. where you get to really grow and learn. And that is the, my biggest regret is I didn't, I mean, I, I talked to a lot of musicians, but I didn't, I could have done more and looking back, I was like, ah, dang it. Yeah. That's <laughs> like yeah. one of the biggest like things that I like about Sheridan's animation program is the camaraderie you get with the other students. Um, it was kind of taken away with online learning. Um, you know, we don't talk as much, but in the studio, you can just go up to someone and be like, Hey, what you working on there? And they're like, what the f- are you doing behind me? Oh, I'm drawing a dog. I'm like, Oh, that's a great dog. Like, my dog and your dog kiss. And they're like, Oh my God. That is, and, that is how I hope every interaction for the rest of your life goes. What are you doing? Drawing a dog. They should kiss. I can just play. Slap the two piece of paper. Yeah. Just Make the dogs kiss. Just slam yeah. it on their forehead and go, my dog likes you, and just walk away. When you have your very first animatic, how does the sound or music you are thinking about? Uh, and how's the collaboration going with Johnny? Like, any direction change or things? So I guess I'll start this off because I was the one who chose the music and stuff for... Uh, for like, 
And okay, so I was like, guys, you need to give me like two days or a day to do this. They gave it to me last minute, right before mm. it was due. So just as a defense for myself, <laughs> so I was doing it in like a couple of hours before it was due. Okay. So I just went on to like like a sound like they the school gives us like a sound library. Uh, yeah. So I go went to like the sound ideas library and just picked music that fit the the atmosphere of each like section. Okay. Um, so it didn't really have a particular style of the era. I was just like, so there was a part, like the beginning is sad and then it gets like really chaotic. So I like chose like game show music or something there. And then like when the explosion of the house happens, I have like hard rock going like, I was just like, this is not what the actual film is going to sound like. This is just the feeling of that section. Like I want it to feel like this. And, like, okay. my group was like, this music is terrible. And I was like, I'm sorry you gave me less than a day to work on this. What do you want from me? Um, okay. And Johnny was like, oh. oh. When I gave it to Johnny, he's like, oh, this gives me a great idea on how to work on this. Like, you did a good job picking the moves. I'm like, Johnny, please. I still think you did. No, uh, I still think you did. <laughs> I, like, I laugh every time at the, like, the hard I'm rock I'm going to come part. in and defend you. After this is done, I'm gonna come back in and defend you for it. But continue, please. I I think Johnny went way above and beyond all expectations and just kind of blew us away. I don't think for me, I didn't have any clear idea of what it would sound like. I was just like, it'll be pretty and whatever uh, background music, uh, older You're jazzy like, do style, like 50s, yeah. Kind of. And then Johnny just came in and blew us all away. I remember our teammates yeah. hearing the music for the first time and absolutely losing oh, that it. That's great. Oh man, they're like because me, me and Natalie were like in our, in this little like secret club where we like knew what the music sounded like, and they were like, "Oh man, I'm I'm looking forward to the music, but I don't think anyone expected it to be as good as we we're, we showed them like Johnny's like demo reel, and we're like, it's going to be awesome. And they're like, oh, that's so good, and then we like. When we finally like had like the the rough sketches of like most of the film, we like sent it to a group and we're like, yeah. and like everyone was like, "Holy, f- this is a real film!" They were losing it. Yeah, the the music. Like, this is what we've been saying. <laughs> absolutely elevated it. Like not the same without Johnny's music. This film and oh, it was fantastic. It's amazing. He's hearing nice hearing the reactions. Hear. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, Johnny, you were saying that it's helpful from what the team offered you. The, yeah, uh, make, so, I thought he did a great job. I thought he did a great job. So Bailey, yeah. <laughs> so, okay, first off, it opens up with Johnny and Santos sleepwalk. Well, I remember that. The mood of what you wanted to hear was present in all of your tent music. That's important. I know you didn't want metal because, like, you had, like, you seriously <laughs> had, it was, like, a, a random generic, like, yeah. hard rock, like, power metal kind of thing happening i was like yeah that's not what they want but the <laughs> mood was, right like I, I all of the stuff you put in captured the f- same feeling but by a different ensemble of musicians fine your art your story your character design everything else was the th- things that you do have agency over mm-hmm. like like that's your field all of that was exactly perfectly on the same mood. Like the backgrounds alone, thank God oh, the person like, like said, 
I don't know what UPA is and was too sad to say anything. They're like, gorgeous. They're amazing. And, Shout out and to Leo the texture, It was everything. It was the coloring, the texture of the actual art. I looked at it and I'm like, oh, I know what they want. Like, it was just, as soon as you see it, like, I know what they want. And then you just, just didn't the have the music language for it. No. And you, you, you're not musicians. I mean, mm-hmm. your sister is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, Hi, Sydney. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, a really, really cool trombonist in a really cool named ensemble called the Brass Bitches. Yes. Mm. I love it. Quick, um, quick detour to shout out the Brass Bitches. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's cool. But like everything you were able to translate the sound into a visual medium, you did. Like the characters, like the hat, the jacket, which I think now, based on your thesis film, you just like trench coats. That's fine. <laughs> I didn't design the husband. That was not me. Mm. Yeah, it wasn't I you. Just both, like trench coat. But both of your fourth-year films have a character that wears a coat that's the same coat. Whoa. I just like trench coats. Subconscious yeah, husband influence, Bailey. Ooh. We've been poisoned. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I, I knew what you wanted. And then I think something that's common for students is they forget, like, you have a composer. You have someone, you basically have a deformer. Like, it's not like, a, like you have someone who's coming in to give you a music that can change. That's the whole point. Not just, like, a music editor. It's like, yeah. has to edit based on what they have. So I knew we could hit stuff. And when you saw the demo, one of my initial sketches, you're like, I remember one of you's like, oh, we could do that. I'm like, yeah, we could hit yeah. every little comedic moment. It was really cool. Um, we used, like, QDB which was cool because yeah. it was your first time using it and our first time using it. Um, it was yeah. really cool. I liked going through and like being like commenting on the specific spots and being like, I really love this like clarinet twiddle here. Mm-hmm. Um, or like, I don't know. It was really cool working with a composer who like was really receptive to feedback because me and Natalie were just like, you know, could it maybe be more like this? And then Johnny would go and do it. And we're like, yeah. Like that, that was, I don't know. It was really cool just being it, it able felt to like fun and collaborative. affect music. Yeah, yeah. It was collaborative rather than like, I don't know. It is. We became friends, which was really cool too, right? It wasn't yeah. just like client and <laughs> yeah, yeah, the yeah, guy yeah. we yeah. hired. So that really. We, oh, we always had a fun time talking with Johnny. We always went oh, over Yeah, Aww. for sure. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. As a composer <laughs> from yeah, as a composer from Johnny's side, is is that like a, the track help, and at that time the visual uh, design helps you, and also later on your guys' written notes helps. Is that how you yeah. works out? Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm glad. Tef music usually really helpful. Uh, it, well. Can, <laughs> I'll make sure to mix some really good temp music for you for my thesis. <laughs> well, here's it. Well, no. So it's one of those, like, it depends, right? So yours was a rare case of the temp music all showed what you wanted. But luckily, we all knew it's not what you wanted to hear. Mm-hmm. So it's one of those, like, you weren't married to it at all. Yeah. Whereas if you had picked, like, if you were a music editor or a music supervisor and you had an immense knowledge of every possible thing to pull from and you put in like the perfect score stuff. Yeah. Then my job is very different and still, I mean like it's, I, then we kind of know exactly what you want more or less. Yeah. So I'm not going to suddenly. It's more emulating kind of. 
in yeah, that it's, sense, it's right? finding instead of just going like, oh, I kind of get what they want. It's like, okay, so that's what they want. How do we yeah. give them that without giving them that exact thing? Yeah, exactly. Like, it's yeah. So it's like if you if if I gave you seven colors and go, I want you to draw me a picture with these seven colors, and you give me seven different colors, I'd be like, what? <laughs> yeah. Where yeah, so it's the tent really, music thing is very interesting. It's yeah. that's a whole that's a whole long talk on its own. <laughs> yeah. Highly recommend anyone who is making a short film if they can hire a composer. It's so cool because as someone who works a lot with sound stuff and like being stuck with like warping the sound or like cutting it, it's like so much easier just to be like, hey, can you put this here? And then they're like, yeah. And then it's like that. And you're like, holy shit. Instead of like cutting, like I have like cut songs in like specific areas and like melded them together to like make them fit. It's it's just so much easier. <laughs> Maybe it's obvious, but it's just so much easier to get a composer to do it for you. Full disclaimer, I don't think any student and most studios couldn't afford to have paid the actual price for what we did. Yes. No. Just because we, uh, we got an extremely good extreme deal. discount, I think. Um, <laughs> we, had like just, we had a deal. But even just the, even just the Queen's cartoonists, like... Mm-hmm. I mean, just to get six live musicians in a studio to play stuff that is old jazz is like, yeah. It's amazing. Thank you, Queen's Cartoons. (laughs) Oh, my God, yeah. Yeah, we hand them our film once it's able to premiere. Yeah, they're going to be playing it uh, on their tour, which will be really cool. I want to go to one of their concerts. Next year? They're touring right now. They're in Berlin right now. now. Yeah. Um, but they come back and then they're touring the U.S. for a bit. I don't know if they're going to Canada. That's okay. But well, that, if they come near Canada, just for us, just, <laughs> just like just like go to, yeah. go to Minnesota well, or something. They're really close to you. They're in New York. <laughs> yeah, go to New York. We'll go see your New York show. Well, yeah. show when I can go there in like two couple hours now. I can. I, New York is like a two-hour drive from me now, New York City. See Johnny in real life. Mm. Yeah, are, are they already it's, start to perform this short film soundtrack? Not yet, no, no, but no, no. in the future. No, yeah, they, in the future. They, they yeah, that was one of the contingencies. Well, is they wanted to is is they would like to have done it live. So that mm. was another thing for me is I had to write a score <laughs> that because sometimes you write a score and you can basically chop up the cues however you need to and do really gnarly things that aren't as easy to do live, but we had to do a score specifically that I knew they could perform live. Like continuously. So mm-hmm. I could have adjusted it after, but I was like, well, I'll just do it right the first time. <laughs> yeah. So that was one of the things was like, okay, just make sure it was something that they could play. Okay. Super yes. impressive. So I, so there was no, there was no, each musician, someone, not each, but the horns, they have doubles. They could play two different instruments, but not at the same time because they're humans. So I had to always write for one of the two instruments or have when they swap mid-cue. That was cool. Wow. Yeah, it's all on Spotify and various music. Yeah, it's available. Stream things. And Anna Hairstyle. 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 Yeah, she is Natalie's friend, right? Our friend. Actually, both of your friend. friends. I don't want to. <laughs> my friend, I don't want to. <laughs> she's saying on year. it. Yeah. That was fun. She I sings you, on the last song with John. I thought you guys were gonna hate it. I'm like, this is funny. I think they're. I, I think they're gonna. Sh- they're gonna yell at me. But here, oh, I'm gonna say we it. have <laughs> such. Dorky oh my humor. god. Okay. The the story about the theme song. 
I, okay, so Johnny, when we were first telling him about our story, he was like, oh my god, what if I put like a little like song in the middle of the like um, montage where she's trying to kill him and she's like, hey, I'm the wife, I'm trying to kill you. And he's like, oh, please don't kill me. And I'm like, that's really funny, but I don't know if it, that it's, it's like too short for that. So Johnny's like, okay, I'll just keep that in my head. And then like one day when he was working, he was like, hey guys, um... <laughs> I, I made a theme song for your film. It's Slide really it silly. And me and Natalie were like, I love this! I'm like, oh my god. He was like, it doesn't have to be in the film. I just did it for fun. And we we're like, I love it so much. And me and Natalie like, listened to it on repeat and we're like, I'm still singing the song. Like, we would go on call with each other and be like, hey, I'm the wife. I'm the husband. And we'd be like, we'd be like the song was a little bit different before, so we were like singing that one, and then we were like, okay, no, we want this in the film. We were like, we sent it to our group, and they're like, oh my god, I love the theme song, we have to have this in. So we were like, okay, what if it's the credits song? So we have like a long credits sequence with the theme song that Johnny made, and oh, I love it so much. It's like my favorite yeah. part of the film. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's my favorite too. Is that also including in the Spotify? Uh, yes. That's why. Yeah. Okay, so the music, uh, we will add a link for audience who are interested. Yeah. It's a very special collaboration, this short. You both went into studios for the summer and you worked and did rigs, both of you, right? And it's funny, the first thing you did, you went in panicking like you were still in college and they just said, yo, chill. <laughs> Yes. I was I was like kind of burned out from group films, so I was working a bit. Like I was working really fast, like but also like a little bit slower. And they're like, "Wow, you're so fast, Bailey! Like, oh my god, you're on the ball!" And I was like, "I, I wasn't, I wasn't slacking." Don't get me wrong. In my co-op, I got like a week to work on a bigger thing instead of like having to do it in like two days. So it was really nice to have that time to really go through and make sure everything's right instead of like handing it off to the animator and being like, this is broken. And it's like, oh God. <laughs> what did you learn in real life, day-to-day -day job needing to rig that you could take back into your work in school? I learned my workflow better with rigs. Because um, in school, we don't get the chance to make, we don't really have the time to make rigs like that often I was making a new rig every single day basically um and I really got to know like this is okay this is how I start off like I separate it in this way and I fix all the labels and I fix all the like errors with it and then I start doing the hierarchy and stuff this way like it really helped me know my workflow when I'm rigging um because before I was like I don't know I just kind of do it but now I'm like no I have a game plan because um, for the simpler rigs, I would do them in a day. The longer rigs took me a couple weeks, but like two weeks or a week and a half or something. But like the really simple rigs that were like background characters took me a day because they were already separated. Yeah, um, I definitely learned. I mean, I learned a couple new tricks in Toon Boom. Oh, There's yeah. always something to learn in Toon Boom Harmony. Um, but I think I also just learned how to be more precise um, with the way I work with rigs and I got a lot faster. Um, I fortunately, I think the way our pipeline worked, I did not, I rarely had to do any breakdowns, which was very oh, nice. Like sometimes it was handed to me and I was like, Oh joy. And all I have to break is like, maybe they only separated the arm, but not 
lower arm and upper. Mm. Um, but I got more precise with like the joints, the way I like break them down. I got a lot faster with them. I learned like new ways to approach a rig, like having new views through drawing subs rather than actually yes. shifting the pegs. Which was fun because I could have independent pivot points. This is getting very technical. I thought that was so cool, <laughs> though. The independent pivot points yeah. with the, the, the drawing subs is so cool, and I'm going mm-hmm. to steal it because that's really neat. And yes. also, yeah. I actually like that more now. I like that more than the way we were working before, and I'm like, I might continue. Plus, like, like if, like you, if, you, um, if you have, like, the substitutions as the different views, instead of, like, deforming into the different views, you can get more precise views that way and then the animators are, and resetting is yeah easy. and then the animator isn't like muddling the views because there's like set views i guess i don't know yeah yeah uh <laughs> like small technical things like that but also i just worked with um the actual like rigor on the productions or at the company was like a really nice guy his name's ahmed um he was super precise about things, and when he like gave me reviews and feedback, and he was like, "Yeah, like this should rotate this way, so it's easier for the animators." Like, oh, this line's like just a bit too long, and I learned to not be so. I think I was a little careless. Not that I didn't like try, but I was definitely more careless with my rigs before, and now I'm like, yeah, I have structure. I know how to approach it, and it's definitely more precise when I work. Mm. Yeah. When you get the assignment on the studio, do they usually just communicate with you with, I hope some joints will move, or are you able to approach the story? Because we need some purpose for the action of the character, so I wish the rig can be somehow doing something. So what kind yeah. of direction you got? It's more story-wise? Um, so for me, for my studio personally, we were given like mm. beat, like uh, beat boards and animatics and stuff, so my director would come in and he'd be like okay Bailey we need this rig to do this specific thing um and I was like okay I don't know how to quite do that yet because um I I didn't have anyone like mentoring me in rigging so I kind of had to figure it out myself um so I was like I can do this though and they're like that works and I was like cool (laughs) so then I'd be like go and do that um but it was really funny because I learned a really easy way to do like flip joints and stuff after from like one of the the animation teams. Like, oh, that's awesome! Uh, the guys at Smiley nice. Guy showed me how to do like flip joints with like static transformations, and it was like that's so cool. Um, but yeah, usually it's according to like an animatic or a storyboard. Yeah. Mm, okay. Um, I think. The pipeline for us was I'm at a fairly established, like, I worked at Tackett Productions, I can say that much, um, and they're really cool. They're like an Inuit-owned uh, animation studio in, based in Toronto and in Calumet. But I think we, first of all, it's like children's, I did work on more children's uh, content? shows. Yeah. And so, yeah, content. And so the movement, movements, I think the demands of the rigs aren't as high, right, um, for like children's animation, it's not going to be super dynamic, have a lot of smears necessarily. Um, this is like preschool age to younger kids. And then also I had rigs to base off of because I don't, I didn't really talk to the story people. It just kind of came down the pipeline. Okay. Someone's broken up this character. Here it is. Uh, rig it. And all the basics are the same usually, yeah. right? Like you want the arms to move the, the lower head, arms, neck. hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The very, 
typical joints that you would do. And then if there's anything like special or specific, I'd go to the rigger and I'd ask him like, hey, how should I tackle this? But very rarely did I have to work with the story because I think just the animation style didn't call for anything fancy. Yeah, I I was working at Verite and uh, we're like, well, under the parent company of Verite. Um, but we were like a kind of like government, uh, like finance, like supported um, show. So it was a bit smaller. Um, we had a very small team. So that's probably why we were working closer with the story. Um, mm. um, nice. A lot of us were interns from Sheridan. It's like a lot of people were from my year. Um, and they brought another studio on to do uh, animation, which was Smiley Guy. Um, and they were really cool. Yeah, they came on later in the summer, so. Yeah. It's nice to hear, yeah, your experience in studio. And it might be, yeah, the bigger studio, the more detail you just focus on that part. Since yeah. your studio is smaller, you can more absorb different position in, yes. in that. Yes, for sure. Okay. I will say on one of the smaller projects I did, like, towards the end of my internship, because I worked on, I touched a couple of things. Mm. Uh, it was, like, the lead just sent me the animatic and so they're like this character is pretty simple this is all they do in the scene and then i would look at that and decide what to rig from there Mm. um so sometimes there is that and also like the animation leads will review my stuff and they know exactly what's going on so they're like make this better (laughs) they were they were super nice and cool they're like oh yeah it's good i was like (laughs) sure it's good Well, yeah, no, I'm like, okay. <laughs> I love that imposter syndrome. This is good. Are you good? Like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yes, Are I you start sure doubting about you. that? Yeah. Yeah. Me. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Ear blast. It's so wild, though. Basically, Bailey had, like, no guidance. Here you go. And Natalie is like... <laughs> That's perfect. That's not. That's perfect. That's not. Um, well, I had some guidance because my our director or project manager, I don't know if this like actual title, um, Chris, um, he was really nice. And he would give me like feedback on anything that needed to change with the rig. But I didn't have like an official like rig lead, like someone who understood like more technical stuff about rigging. So... Yeah, I had to figure stuff out a lot on my own regarding that. Mm. But I would talk to Natalie about problems I was having with the rig, and she would basically see me, like, working <laughs> out, like, the rig. So we had, like, a little, little chat, and I'd be like, okay, I need the arm to do this. I'm going to do this. No, that didn't work. Okay, I need to do this. And, like, it worked. And she's like, I'm sorry, I was in the bathroom. it's like a little problem solving center but i'm not even present it's just bailey working through like my brain my mind it's huge we're the world's best therapist it's just like a coat on a chair i just needed like somewhere and like sometimes natalie would be like have you tried doing this and i was like fix it Yeah, I, it was nice to also like just talk to each other throughout and be like, "Oh wow, we're tackling." You tackled a lineless yes. in yours, which was <laughs> crazy. I looked at that and I was like, uh, oh, "Yeah, no. <laughs> I know how to do a lineless style, but, but it's uh, very heavy duty." What was the biggest challenge on that? So the thing with lineless style <laughs> is there are no lines outlining the arms or any joints right. or anything. 
So if you have a color on the arm and it goes on your face, the arm disappears. Because, you know, pretend my face was not, like, red like my... But, like, it would disappear, right? Like, you wouldn't be able to see the definition between my arm and my face. Which is a problem when you're animating because you want clear silhouettes. So, I had to go and add lines on a hidden layer. So, whenever it overlapped, they'd show up. But when it wasn't overlapping, it would be, like, lineless. So, this hand here would be lineless, Mm. but this part of the arm here would have lines. And then this would be lineless. And then... And if, like, the arm overlapped here, it would have a line, but it'd be lineless in the rest of the spots kind of thing. So I had to do that for every part that was the same color. And it was usually the arms and the legs. So I had to... I ended up, like, figuring out how the arms overlapped, <laughs> how the legs overlapped, how the arms overlapped with the legs, and the legs overlapped with the arms, and how they overlapped with the face, and how the shirt overlapped with the... But I had to, like, wow. take away... Uh, the arms overlapping and the legs overlapping with each other because it made the rig really heavy and laggy. And they were like, this will, this is not good. I'm like, okay. So I just put shadows on. So whenever mm. you go to render the actual scene, you can turn the shadows on and then one arm will be darker than the other. And I was like, that was the easiest solution I could figure out. Mm. Just because it was a really heavy rig. <laughs> Is there an option yeah. to do like a gradient on the appendages or? Yeah, you can do gradients. So it just implies, I mean, it would just, that would. That's what I did. That's or, what I did with the shadows. I put gradients that you oh. can move on the sh- on the arms. But it's just super laborious or like it's just heavy no, that's processing. Easier. Or? No, that's easier. Oh, okay. That's the end route I did. So I have like <laughs> a gradient shadow that is clipped to an entire arm. So if this arm goes in front, you can turn that gradient on and it will have that depth. Um, It'd be awesome if you watched it back and none of the limbs ever cross anything and you're like, you mother. I mean, that would also also be good because then you don't have to deal with it like flickering a shadow on. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I I hope they figure it out. I kind of left after I had to do those arm shadows. So I hope the animators are having an okay time with it. <laughs> Shout out to the animators to figure out my rig. Shout luck. out to Smiley Guy. I hope the kid rigs are working well. Wow. And yeah. Well, at least, so you got to leave that behind and now you're back at Sheridan. Yeah. Back in the calm. Do back into the pits. you want to talk about Sheridan? Up to you. Yes. Okay, we will. So Sheridan is like this prestigious school in Ontario, um, and it's like kind of a big deal in Canada, and I guess it's a big deal around the world. I don't know. It claims that it's like the best on the earth um, for animation. Sheridan has a reputation, and I think it's the only bachelor's of animation you can Mm -hmm. get in Canada. Yes. So you, if you want a bachelor's in animation, that's where you have to mm. go. Um, yeah. Um, so. <laughs> and it's, it's, we're it's there. Like claimed <laughs> that it's like the Harvard of animation. I've heard this before. Um, that's my favorite line. I laugh about it a lot. Um, so it's, it so everyone this wears big sports thing. coats and goes kayaking on the weekends and stuff. Is that I wish. That, that would be awesome. <sighs> That would be um, fun. But, like, it's this big deal, the animation program. Like, you know, they they have all this stuff catering towards the animation program. It's been going since, like, the 80s or 
or before then, um, you know, it's been, Disney was once like part of like funding for Sheridan, but then they stopped Mm -hmm. because of reasons. Um, um, Do we know the reasons? Uh, I don't. I don't know uh, anything for sure. So it's just a bunch of hearsay. So I won't say anything. Sheridan, um, Disney yeah. stopped giving us money. Yeah. Um, yeah. And this program didn't start as a bachelor's yeah. either. I think it became a bachelor's in the earlier two thousand. Yeah. They switched maybe. over. I don't know the exact date. Oh eight yeah. or something. But yeah. So we're there. We're students yeah. there. We're entering our fourth mm-hmm. year. We are in our fourth mm-hmm. year. Um, and there's been some problems. I mean, <laughs> uh, not to say every program is perfect, not to say I expected this oh. program to be perfect, but considering its rep, you know, you expect quite a lot, I suppose. Um, and I would say the students have been let down severely um, due to I, its numerous things, really. Um, And one of the pains of such a high prestige program and something being a bachelor's is there's a lot of regulation around it. Administration has to approve things and the Ministry of Education has to approve things. Um, Last year, actually, second year was when we started saying things to the administration. Uh, A a group of students from our year uh, two years ago went to the dean of our faculty and was like, Hey, and they had a whole presentation that had a lot of like stats, but basically a lot of students were suffering RSIs, which are repetitive yep. stress injuries. A lot of students have bad mental health. We had 23, 26 hours of class a, yep. a week, um, which honestly is more than it should be in any program. Because mm-hmm. uh, I think every credit. Now I'm going to say this wrong. Uh, It it, it amounts to like an hour of studying or something. Course credit. A course credit should be an hour of class time and two hours of homework. Right. Uh, Just on a technical basis. And so in that regards, we were working 60 plus hours a week, um, which is unhealthy for anyone. Um, You know, some people have to work to afford to be here. Uh, tuition isn't that cheap, you it's, know, especially for especially bachelors. Especially for international students. Particularly for international students. So people went to the dean and uh, unfortunately we were kind of brushed off. We were offered new chairs and stress balls. Yeah, they, balls. They, they, they were like, oh yeah, yeah, we'll do that. Um, I, I, But like some of the teachers that were approached were like, mm. oh, that's just how it is. That's just how it always has been. It's yeah, just the it's industry. Just, it's just or whatever. Always, if you can't work that hard, then you shouldn't be in this industry. And it's like that's such a, maybe that's a problem that there's like people. I had friends who dropped out because of repetitive strain injuries. They had to go like to the hospital mm-hmm. and stuff, and they had to take weeks off of drawing. And then when they came back, they couldn't catch up to the workload. Um, mm, yeah, and it was basically yeah. do it or leave. And it's like okay. I guess I'm leaving. Like, mm-hmm. that's yeah. such, I hate that excuse. That that's how it. That's just how it goes. That's how it is in real world. It's like it doesn't have to be. Yeah, there were a lot yeah. of there were some professors then, that were like, yeah, yeah, go, go get, go get those accommodations and stuff. You know, like, like a lot of the professors are really good. It's the administration we mainly have a problem with um, because you know yeah. they they don't necessarily know. 
what animation students go through. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they don't have the real then, experience of how you actually create. Yeah, the, the we work, were, the art. Yeah, we were like the ergonomics of the studio are not good. You know, we have these stool, these chairs that don't like reach the like right height for like having a ninety degree hand. Um, mm. You know, uh, our backs are hurting. Our so we're hunching, and then like all our weight is on our wrists, and then we can't draw. And so we were given chairs and stress I mean, balls, but we didn't get to use yeah. the chairs because they came in after the pandemic started. COVID happened. Mm. But I would say the core issue really is for any of this is workload and course curriculum load. And then last year, 2020, as COVID was at its peak and we were starting online school, um, we kind of fought for reduction in tuition. The international students got an increase in tuition, which is very cool of them. Mm. Um, (laughs) But they were paying more to be uh, taught online and we were we got a slight reduction but I noticed later we were still charged studio yeah, fees the, so the one fee years. they decided to drop was studio fees and but they everything dropped else that first stayed. semester uh, second semester they just snuck that back in there and I was like oh that's great because uh, we're not using the studios so yeah. it's great that you're uh, charging us yeah. for it um, yeah. <laughs> and so third year is somehow worse than second year because um we have a similar course load, 20 hours, again, a week of class. But on top of that, we have the group film. And the group film isn't treated as curriculum. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is because you all have to do but it. But it's outside of like class hours. It's not like marked down as an hour, a set yeah. hour. You kind of figure it out on your own time. So they have this schedule of like mm-hmm. nine classes or whatever, you know. And then mm-hmm. plus your group film, which happens whenever you have a ti- yeah. time off. Plus, it's online, so you can be reached yeah. at any time. So you're basically working on it all the time with no shutoff. And you mm-hmm. have mentor meetings, and you have to work on a portfolio and get a job and do the co- and do the co-op um, curriculum stuff. Um, and if yeah. you have an actual job, because I know some people in third year have a part-time job somehow, it mm. is hell. <laughs> like, mm. you know, like... I couldn't, yeah. I didn't have a part, well, my part-time job was tutoring, but, like, I could barely manage that, like, mm. I, it was, it was very strenuous uh, with co-op and group film not being treated as part of yeah. curriculum and then giving us a full curriculum load on top of that, and so, uh, <laughs> and it was online, yeah. and we were paying about the same amount, so it was just ridiculous, and I mean, we made it. A lot of us made it. At what Definitely cost? Definitely people though? have dropped out. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> At what cost to my sanity? And I think last summer when it was announced again, we would be virtual and tuition was probably not going to be you know, changed. At this point, we were like, really? Well, I might as well finish. You guys, <laughs> <laughs> you guys don't listen to us. Um, it's it's kind of hard. We managed to get a meeting with the dean at the yeah. time, or she's the standing dean because the actual dean went on maternity mm-hmm. leave, um, and she did divulge to us that the curriculum itself is set for like, like seven the ministry years. for a seven year period, and we were the first year to get so the it's new basically curriculum. like this. Um, and like the other problem is that you can't like specialize, so like 
you know, I get in first year and second year not specializing, but third and fourth year, you start knowing what you want to do. So I had this layout class that I was never going to because one, I wasn't on the layout team in my group film. So why would I be going? And two, I didn't want to do layout as a job. So like, I just didn't go. Um, (laughs) That's just an extra two class hours plus however much homework I had to do for it that I kind of did, but like it was just added on to everything, Mm -hmm. but it's not relevant to my career anymore. At this point, I know what I'm doing. So the fact that we cannot specialize, we actually told the dean and she runs, uh, she, she deals a lot with the film uh, classes mm-hmm. and she's like, oh, you guys don't like streamline in third year? They're like, really oh, you need to do. be the jack of all trades and I get that. But that's in first and second year you could do that. You, you need, there's no time to like do good work for the work that you want to. And they'll be like, oh, just time manage for the ones that you want to do. But like, you some people, need, some people need the good <laughs> grades because of their parents, because of bursaries or scholarships, you know, mm-hmm. they, they need it. Like they need to get those high grades in everywhere else. And it's like some profs will be like, well, you just have to accept that you're not going to get high grades and everything. And it's like, that's fine. But you have to also acknowledge that can't be everyone's situation. Right. Like, mm-hmm. um, so like. You know, I put more effort in my 2D rig stuff, obviously, and I didn't do anything for layout. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, like <laughs> for stop mo, I love stop mo, but I, it wasn't what I was going to do. So, mm-hmm. <sighs> so not career. Stop mo being mandatory. <laughs> yeah. Which yeah. was also a problem because, you know, stop mo class usually get access to the actual equipment at school but a lot of people don't have room to set up a like a little stop most studio thing and like mm-hmm. have to reassemble it each time like my roommate had problems with that um i just left mine on my little drafting table but you know it was hard for a lot of people or like sometimes people are like oh you know you gotta you gotta do this and it's like some people don't have the space because they live in a small apartment with their like five family members or something you know yeah, it's it's fair to say people overcome challenges, but also I think you shouldn't unnecessarily hinder or injure your students or burn them out before they get to the industry. Your students is all I can say. Like mm-hmm. we don't get the opportunity yeah. to do. Your resilience shouldn't be a cop out for someone else, right? Like the fact that you can overcome mm-hmm. challenges doesn't mean someone should still throw them all at you. Yeah. Yeah. It's and it's also wild that anyone's advice, especially a college, would be, "I oh, would just ignore those classes." If that's your advice, then why don't am I give paying the for class. them? Can you mention again, like when you find there's a problem, maybe in the system, or you want it to improve? How do you stand up and start with the communication, and how is it going? Um, so, first thing you got to do is gauge interest. So we talked to our year. We noticed that everyone was complaining about this stuff pretty frequently. And we were like, okay, let's do something about it then. Because I'm tired of this, like, complaining and nothing happening. So you get everyone together, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, mm-hmm. we, like, started, like, a Google document of, like, problems we want to address. You know, mm-hmm. make arrangements to see who's, who. You have to ask who can change this. Like, you know. So you go to that person and be like, hey, this is a problem, can we have a meeting, you know? Um, And you record the notes of the meeting, Um, you record what got done, 
over time you notice if anything has changed. Like we talked to the like the third years and stuff, and we're like, "Hey, have they fixed this thing?" And if they haven't, we're like, "Great." Um, so we we've yeah. been kind of trying to tell. We have some third year friends that we're like, "Hey, make sure they like fix this," like because we've been te- on the yeah. the flyer years coming, the next years coming in. They don't know that we've done this stuff, and then they're like, mm-hmm. "Hey, we have a problem with this," and then the administration's like this is the first time we're hearing about this. Oh my God. And then they'll be like, I can't believe no one said this. And it's like, we said that, you know, and it's like, there's feedback forms every year that like, you know, it's like, what's the problem with the class? And it's like, we tell them. So it's not like they don't know. Um, Okay. So you kind of have to have like a a paper trail of what's happened. Um, Mm. You know, take notes Make sure people who are coming in know what's going on, which we kind of need to do a bit more. Um, You know, after going into the administration, like, a couple of times, like, we went a lot. Uh, We ended up doing... Yeah, I I can put on record that uh, from our second year, at the very least, I know of a group of students went to the dean at the time, uh, presented all the info on the RSIs. Uh, I could say myself, I collected info from my classmates on, hey, why the muscle test, which is a big test we have in figure drawing, isn't really conducive to learning. And it's actually very stressful uh, in the middle of a lot of other work. Uh, and I talked to the professor um, about that. We This past year, during our third year, we got a bunch of us to meet with Catherine Thomas, who is the acting dean or associate dean of the time. And she talked to us a couple times and collected our feedback, as well as the program coordinator. Yeah. We've gone to them. And emails um, have been sent many times and have been addressed. Emails are sent often. So it has been years, right? And I think if anyone noticed, I guess this is what we're trying to address. There was a online social media thing that we tried to do because... At that point, it's not like we haven't approached the administration. It's not like we haven't talked yeah. to people in the process, but just I know for a fact prior years really to us, they talked to yeah. the previous dean as well. Like when there was the strike happening, they're like, "Hey, we want a refund. Like this stuff is happening, and we're not getting the strike went on for like at least a month or more. Mm. Yeah, Five weeks and or something. They and they a strike. Yeah. And okay. they didn't they didn't that get any instruction during that time, which you know, teachers are going on strike. They should have been right. able to get that month of tuition back. What they got was you can drop out or you can if you're in financial need, apply to this uh like grant thing that will give you like maybe five hundred dollars. Yeah, they if they you think you need it, it enough. So. And it's only going to like six people or something. And it was like we ha- I went to this meeting with uh Angela, I think, was at the time. She was the dean at the time. Yeah. And I went to the the meeting and I took the notes and there were all these angry animation people and they were like, oh no, it's okay. We're going to fix it. We're going to fix it. And then they didn't do anything. Um, so, mm. you know, I, I know a lot of people are like, oh, I don't want to be mean because they're trying their best. And it's like, you're paying for this service. You're allowed to mm-hmm. critique it, you know? Oh, boo-hoo, yeah. the administration has feelings. Well, I have feelings too. And there is a history of them just, like, steamrolling over the students and just, like, oh, well, we know best. We're getting the money still. You know, 
we haven't mm-hmm. fixed this problem and we're still getting money, so we're not going to fix it, you know? And mm-hmm. I, it's easy to not do anything because Sheridan still has its reputation and people are still going to yeah. pay you year to year yeah. to be here. And, and I'm sure there's um, nice people in administration, but like administration overall as like a, a force to be reckoned with, like they need to make some changes. Come on. Um, mm. Like a lot of people were scared about the Sheridan sucks uh, hashtag, which we used on Twitter. If you want to go look through that hashtag, um, mm. it was a call to action to get people's attention. You know, like we said, Sheridan sucks. Like, but a lot of people thought that was too derogatory. Um against Sheridan or it would ruin the, like the student's reputation. I'm like, I think we're all being very professional. Uh, when we're calling out Sheridan, we're bringing up personal experiences. We're not saying, Hey, Sheridan sucks. We're just like, we're just like, Hey, this is something <laughs> I've experienced with Sheridan. It's been hard. It's been difficult. I've gone through this, 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 here's some statistics that we got together. We've gone through this, 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 you know, and it's been, like, very factual, but also there's some emotion behind it. But it's not just, like, us slogging on baseless yeah. things at the school. So I thought it was perfectly justified. And, you know, our goal yeah. was to let hopefuls know what, what they were getting into, you know. Like, because mm-hmm. they don't hear anything from anyone about the program. They just hear, oh, it's the Harvard of Animation. If they hear actual mm-hmm. animation students coming forward, like, hey... This has been a problem for years. Like, th- it's not worth it. And they're like, huh, maybe I shouldn't go to Sheridan until they fix this, you know? Mm-hmm. That was our goal, so. Because nothing was changing. As artists, as students in this community, you guys will keep informing to each other, even to the new student, to understand yeah. the situation or environment. So people should be aware of what they are yeah. assigned for. And yeah. what I learned from you guys sharing is like, it's not only art, but you also yeah. need to be aware of the network, be aware of how that vibe, how is that mood, that environment bring you? Is it toxic yeah. or is really can push you mm-hmm. improve and to be a better working Thanks. environment for you? Yeah. I do want to say one of my friends is starting at Sheridan, but they're in the game design mm. program. Um, and this is giving me perspective as well, because they're talking how the very first week the professors mm. mentioned, hey, so last year we collected data from all the students. We uh, figured out which weeks were the most stressful and mm. the hardest, and we've adjusted accordingly. Like We switched assignments so that they That's don't so line sexy. up uh, too closely mm. and that they're not worth like, it's not like a big assignment and another one in the same mm. week. Um, we've made sure that students can't overwork themselves by setting deadlines to 10 p.m. so they just stop mm. working. The studios are locked past a certain time, so you can't stay in there working overnight. Um, and I think something big that drives that, I, I know it's crazy, heck? right? That hearing wow, that made me angry <laughs> because I was like, wow, they care about the students' uh, workload and how much they're stressed and like just a, a good work environment mm-hmm. for them. And they said it's because they're trying to create the industry they want That's to so see. Good. Yeah. The games industry is notorious for like overwork and burnout and mistreating mm. people. And so interestingly enough, the professors there genuinely, they understand they're also current working professionals, mm. right? So they are in the games industry. They're like neck deep in it and they're teaching this new generation and they understand that this is something important mm. and they work yeah. towards that. Whereas 
I'm feeling like just after hearing that um, from my friend, like just one person first week of game mm-hmm. design. Very cool. I was like, is it because the animation industry doesn't recognize this yet? Like no one's really called out animation on overwork There's been and some voices, and, but it's, it know, hasn't been everywhere. It's, it's super niche, right? Yeah, like it's, it's not as huge yeah. as Because it also gets treated like, like it's very similar to the games in mm-hmm. industry. There's that crunch. There's the mistreatment of like underpaid workers, you know, um, you know, yeah. especially yeah. with in regards to like Canadian studios working for American studios, you know, they don't get mm. credited as much. They get paid mm. less mm-hmm. for the same job, you know, all that kind mm. of stuff, you know, yeah. it's coming up more light and i think it's really important mm-hmm. to like encourage that kind of behavior in your schools because that's where it's coming we're going to be the future of the industry and if, yeah and if I, I feel like if everyone's too scared to talk about these problems then you know they're never going to get fixed and maybe that's yeah. the goal maybe they don't want unions maybe they don't want people you know being like hey this is right you know i mm. think we should all be a little bit more like Hey, I'm standing up for my rights as a worker because when I was talking yeah. to even film people, like I was, my friends were friends with some film people and they were talking to me about like the unions that the film people get into and like how they educate them on their rights and stuff in the film school. Mm. And I was like, why aren't we learning this stuff? Like, <laughs> like everyone's like, oh, I don't want to cause problems. Uh, and I'm just like, well, you're not doing it unjustified, right? You're not just like, I don't like this, so I'm not doing it. It's like, this is causing actual mental and physical harm. Harm. Like, I've seen Mm -hmm. it happen, and it ruins artists. Like, don't you want to have a healthy, good industry? Well, like you both (laughs) said, you you pay them to be there. Like, if you have a problem with Apple or a problem with, like, any of your, if you had a problem with Harmony, you'd email customer support. Yeah. Yes. You have a problem with the college. You, they don't exist without you. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's true. Yeah. So I don't know. Like I think there needs to be an, a bigger attitude change sure. more than just like, hey, we're students and our wrists mm-hmm. hurt. Like we are going to be the industry yeah. like later on. And this is if this is the work environment you're cultivating as we're in school, it's just going to be what we're used to. You're never going to recover from those RSIs either. You're going into the industry. It's kind of permanent. So your, (laughs) your arms are important. So I think we should have a higher standard and I'm super impressed with what I'm hearing of the game design Mm. program, which is a much newer Mm. program. Uh, And I think I wish that attitude was there in shared and animation, Mm. which is their prized bachelor's program. Right. I wish they had, more of that kind of attitude. Um, yeah. You two are really <laughs> impressive. Like just to be able to, I mean, like, but to be strong enough and have the courage to stand up and say something to a school and go to the dean. Like you had a meeting with the acting dean, like but the of dean of the college. Working towards us. Not just. But, but that's just. I, I definitely have to say we're not the core of this movement it's thing. It's still commendable. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I really appreciate it. And I feel just keep the communication going because the purpose for this is really like we help each other, help the school, help the community, the artists, the teachers, like to bring up the best quality of ourselves. So our work can also be better, right? Because the cycle like it's always can uh, be more healthy. And um, another thing I feel excited when getting to know you guys is that when we back to the group project, in the beginning, you were saying that you are in part of the team, like story or social media. It's more simple. But when it goes to production, you guys become more and more of the leader <laughs> in this group. Would you like to share with us why you feel that you are ready for this? Um, we both decided we didn't want to be leaders. <laughs> the moment the group film started, we were like, oh man, I'm too tired yeah. to be project manager. Like, I don't really necessarily want yeah. to. Um, and we did have two like good PMs yes. on the job. Uh, and Anaya and Maddie, like they did their best. They absolutely like were pulling their weight as project managers. I think it was just that towards the second semester, we were somehow the two people at the best understanding of mm-hmm. the pipeline. Yeah, we've done some and short what films. Kind of, mm-hmm. Your past yes. experience um, let you have the knowledge already. You know what yeah. is going on. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I think for me also, I'm okay with crunching numbers. And so I couldn't get through I was I felt like I couldn't get through the film without knowing right like how many seconds of animation how many weeks do we have like how do I break this down yeah there was no tell me and no one there was just like oh we got to do the film and I'm like I need to know like how far we are like what do we have to do like knowing what you have to do Mm -hmm. is how you know what to get done like you can't just go oh yeah we have to animate Mm -hmm. and do some stuff I'm like I need to know what animations (laughs) How long are they? Specific. You know? Okay. Like, what needs to get done in the animations? Yeah. Or else you're never going to know, and you're never going to be able to tackle it. You'll just be like, oh, yeah, we're still animating. You won't feel like any progress has happened. Yeah. And that makes me yeah. anxious. Um, okay. I have really bad anxiety with, like, you know, I need to know what's going on. Um, I have ADHD, so I like writing down all my deadlines ahead of time so I can actually be on time because I forget when things are due, so I write them down. Um, but I didn't have that structure in second semester. We were behind, but people didn't think we were behind or didn't think we had to do certain things. And like, no, you got to do these things so you know where you are. So we kind of like stepped yeah. up and did that. Um, yeah, because we took initiative and I made like charts of like, this is every scene. This is how long this is, how much I calculated our seconds. I think, I think eventually I ended up as third project yeah. manager at some point in that semester um just because of the need to t- like the itch to like yeah. i need to know and i know the n- group needs to know and i don't know how to explain to someone how to yeah. calculate this or how to do it i will just yeah. take the initiative and do it um i think that's how plus we're used to like tutoring um we tutor people mm. we oh, Natalie yeah. used to tutor <laughs> people to get into the program. I'm still tutoring people who want either building portfolios for other things or just portfolios for the animation program. Um, Mm. I'm good at scheduling people. Um, This is when you have to have this done. This is how, so we're kind of used to doing those spreadsheets and schedules and stuff beforehand, uh, which Mm. maybe some people weren't. Um, Mm. So yeah, it felt more natural for us. 
I guess. Oh, okay. Which is Organically. Why we, could hop, we could hop in and do it because we're yeah. used to doing it. Like, I've, we did like a short film a long time ago for like the 24 hour film week or whatever that Sheridan mm. is the student run yeah. one that isn't like okay. the actual competition. So you actually get a week to do it. Um, <laughs> wow. So we made a film in a week. And we made like little production schedules, like a, a fox and a crow, and the crow had hiccups. Um, <laughs> it's called yeah. hiccup. Oh, uh, can we? Uh, is this available <laughs> online somewhere to look yeah, at? Yeah, it's on YouTube. It is. It's oh, on okay. YouTube. I think if you look oh. up hiccup, it's pretty old, but it's fun. And yeah, I also had a summer job last the year before mm-hmm. my co-op, uh, where I did a small production i guess it was like a trailer for a show that this company wanted to make and so i also had some experience working i i saw their spreadsheets Mm. right whatever it was a kind of student Mm. run but whatever happened there i kind of took as well and i was like okay yeah knowing you know what Mm. scenes and everyone being able to Mm. check it off on this is very important and then so back to like the end of the the end of the production uh, I was able to catch things that we were missing that maybe Natalie had forgotten about. I was like, hey, going down the like the things looking for green. I'm like, we haven't done this yet. And she's like, oh, shit. Um, so we would like divide the work up that day depending on that, you know. Um, yeah. So, yeah, Natalie was my rock during group film. I would have gone insane. <laughs> you were my rock. I would have gone insane without her there because we kind of kept each yeah. other on track. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, okay, from the 24 hours that assignment and also from the studio project, you already got some example or some ideas about, okay, if we have a production, how are we going to run it? But how about yeah. when you are actually doing this short? Because every short will have every different kind of situation, right? They have... Yeah all different kind of developments. So how do you search for other examples to put into this case? Or how do you adapt Mm. to come up and help to have a very clear direction or idea to the whole group? Mm. Okay, so we're taught about the pipeline in school. Like we get Mm -hmm. this nice sheet that's like, like, here's how the pipeline works. But we never learn it in practicality. Like, um, Mm. some people learn it in the short film workflow, but it's a little bit different because it's really short. You make, like, a 30-second film each month or whatever. Um, That's that's a class you can take at Sheridan in animation. Um, It's it's an elective. But, Mm. you know, a lot of us don't take it, so we're not Mm. used to managing our time like that. So the first thing to figuring out what the pipeline looks like for your film is determining what you want and how you're going to do it. Um, so, and if you know the tools to achieve that. So, you know, a lot of people were like, oh, I want to have this cool effect thing. We'll do it in After Effects. And it's like, we don't know how to use After Effects. <laughs> like, we were going to do this cool smoke thing. It was like, oh, we'll leave it to later. We're going to do a cool smoke thing. And it's like, we don't have experience in After Effects and we've never done this. Why are we leaving it to... After Effects, we should just animate the smoke, you know, because mm-hmm. we know how to yeah. do that. So yes. stick with what you want, know how you're familiar with and mm-hmm. then go from there. So we were learning some new things in Toon Boom, but me and Natalie were very familiar with Toon Boom, so we could launch off of that point. So, you know, we'd figure out, 
so do we want to do a lion film, lionless film? What style is it in? What kind of animation are you doing for it? You know, are you using rigs? Um, what do you want the fi- like the final rendered look to look like? Um, mm-hmm. And Natalie did a, te- a couple tests with the render for the compositing. Mm-hmm. Here's a small example. You know, during the compositing section, we were like, uh, let's try some effects out. Um, so I was figuring out how to add, like, the steam lines for gas. Because I was like, right now it just looks like a blue flame. And I was like, this is not reading as gas. And everyone thinks it's fire. Um, so... I went through, like, the Toon Boom effect nodes and was like, is there anything that can do this? And there was one that was, like, for water ripples. And so I figured out how to add that to the animation. And then, boom, it looks like gas more. Like, it's not perfect, but, you know, doing that kind of stuff will help you figure out, like, what is good for your pipeline. And getting everyone on the same page about what the work entails Mm -hmm. will help you Mm -hmm. figure out your pipeline. Yeah. (laughs) You know? I think something about the pipeline is pretty intuitive or logical to me. Some parts of it, right? Where like, hey, okay, we want to animate, but you can't animate until you have the layouts because you want to know your staging and positioning. Or, okay, and we can't animate until we have the Leica reel that's timed and cut out because you need the Mm -hmm. timing uh, of the film. Um, And then once you've done the animation... Uh, do you want to use rigs? If so, we have to rig before that. So a lot of it like yes. works out pretty logically to create a pipeline. I don't think it's overwhelmingly complicated as long as you know what you need in order to do this stage. Like, There's no way we were animating for a semester because we didn't have layouts, mm-hmm. we didn't have rigs, we didn't have timed out like a, uh, quite yet either. So you figure out sequentially what can be done at the same time and what should be and done. And knowing how long something takes... Knowing how long something takes is so important, but you only really know if you do it a lot. So I know for animation, you know, it can take me, it takes me like a week to do like a couple of seconds, like for, for that instance, like before second or before third year, I was like, it takes me a couple seconds to do uh, that because I do like a lot of revisions in that time. So, you know, leaving that time allotted for yourself will make things a lot less stressful if you know how long things take. Um, You know, oh, it takes me this long to do rigged animation, and this is when I'm cutting it off. Because rigged animation can be, like, tweaked infinitely. So it was like we would get a lot of notes on our finished rigged animation, and it's like, I don't have time to fix that. We're moving on now. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, knowing that things can't be perfect is also (laughs) a good Thing. I'll keep saying animatics. I'm sorry. Leica. You're Leica. How do you spell I, I, that? I know, I know. It, just, it totally confused me. L-E-I-C-A. Okay. In Canada and in some old Disney circles, Leica was the word they used instead of animatic. Leica is for storyboards timed out and animatic is with rough animation. Yeah. So when I came on, because... The temp music you had was kind of more just like throughout, just incidental background. And then we decided to go with, well, let's let's hit a bunch of spots. Like we have it. We're going to do a kind of comedic. How did that change your timeline where now there were scenes where like the montage, we had to have frame accurate basically spots now? Yeah. Uh, 
that made I think it, it helped us honestly. Yeah, that was pretty good because that meant we had to lock our group in. <laughs> uh, That's what I was gonna say. I was like, it, it was like an excuse for us to be like, no, you can't change it. No, just. That's how it is. Like one of our biggest problems was like professors. You know, some of our groupmates really valued professors' input, and you kind of have to take it with a grain of salt because some of the professors are telling us to change big story moments when we're in production, like halfway through production, Mm -hmm. and it's like we can't change it. We're not changing it. And if they wouldn't like listen to us, we could be like, "Well, our composer has already done this and this, so you can't." Yeah. Okay. I grew members. Love you. For anyone watching or listening, like I could have made any changes we wanted. Just for the record, like I wasn't being stubborn, but we would have lost. So we had an amazing jazz sextet called the Queens Cartoonists who were going to perform the score, and they were going to be leaving. Well, the studio they had was they were moving out of. So if we had pushed back the deadline, pretty much at all. We would have lost live musicians. That's yeah, all. which we really, me so, and Natalie really, really wanted. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. it elevated yeah, it's, the it's film, really so it's worth it. It's yeah, the mock-ups are fine. Live musicians are better. It's just how it goes. But yeah, so I wasn't being super strict. It's just like if we wanted live musicians, we couldn't delay. Yeah, the the way things were working out, it was basically ideal in our minds to be like, hey, group. We have to lock this in. And honestly, I think it's a good thing anyways, because adjusting things takes time. And the more time we took away from production, which is animating, uh, we would have never finished. We would have not finished the film. And so I think that just changed it so that when we were like timing out the light go, we were like, hey, by this point, it will be timed. And it's exactly how the film will go. Like, we cannot change this. Um and I honestly think it's a good thing. So you can change small mm. things in the animation, right? Like you can change a certain thing. Act. You can't change how long. Well, some of the scenes did end up slightly longer, slightly shorter, but like overall, keep them the same kind of thing. You know. Yeah. So mm. I because I think there's a point where you have to be decisive about that. Yes. Oh. Yes. Absolutely. Like yeah. it's good. You have to make decisions, go follow them through, and then when you're done, you go like, okay, cool. What can I go back and tweak now? But yeah. And then you also did add time code for me. Thank you very much. (laughs) Yes, yes, we did. Very important. Yeah. It was interesting working in different programs because sometimes the time codes were different. Like I think in Audition, the time code was different than the the premiere time code. So I – It was like – the hour? Yeah, it had like different – like the seconds were different in uh, audition for me when I was doing, when I was doing this fully, I noticed cause the video, I had the video up and I was doing the sound effects to the video. The time yeah. code would be off slightly from the audition time code. And I was like, huh, well, I wonder why that is. Um, uh, I don't need, I have a, no idea. Audition. <laughs> Anyone listening to this? Yeah, just avoid it was, it. It was weird. It was it, like almost on, but it was slightly off, and it annoyed me so much. It's like, did I there's, move the video off? No, it's there's no lined almost. up. It's like, when it comes to time code, the reason there's there should never be an almost on or almost off. It's like you go on a long product, you go down like an, like an hour and a half into the and go like, am I still in the exact right frame? Yes, exactly. good. Like there's no. There is no on. When I brought it into Premiere, it was perfectly lined up. So I I just think it's an audition thing. It's just different. 
I was like, that's so weird. It's in the same suite. It should be the same. Um, (laughs) So it it basically locked you in and it just pushed you to finish certain scenes first? Yeah. Shall we bring in our previous guest, Kosha? Oh, yeah. 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 How do you take the overall concept and turn it into bite-sized chunks so it is concrete and executable? What is your process of making the vague idea real? Wow. <laughs> that's, a, that's a thinker. <laughs> that's a big um, one. Ooh. You repeat it again? <laughs> <laughs> Can yes, you make this bite-sized for us? <laughs> yeah. Yes. How do All right, all right, you... Just yes, me, me. How do you shorten it to actually yeah. make it into a product? Kind of yeah, from well, a spark into execution. Okay, well, yeah. I can kind of think. Okay, is it okay if I start? <laughs> okay, um, sure, sure. So, um, yeah. I'll go with my thesis idea, even though it's not finished right now. But it's more narrow. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yes. <laughs> how I came up with my thesis idea was: I live in an apartment, and the elevator is really, really slow, and sometimes some weird people get on the elevator with me. Um, they're nice people, you know, so it's like, I, I thought I was thinking of it at first for my short film class. I was like, what if I do, uh, you know, a film about how someone's always in transit? Cause you know, I always think about how people, a lot of the time when they commute, they spend most of their day in commute, like hours in commute, you know, they lose most of their day from commuting. So I was like, what if I had, yeah, uh, you know that feeling of like, oh, I'm exhausted just from getting from some. Like, what if they went to the place, were there for five seconds, and then had to go home and fall asleep? You know, because that's what it feels like when you take the bus, go in my elevator, which takes fifty hours. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's what I, that's my general idea. And then I was like, okay, okay, what could happen in the elevator? What would I always think? What would make me laugh? You know. What would I like to see? You know, I don't care about other people. <laughs> it's just like, what, what do I think's funny? And I was like, okay, well, what if there's neighbors on the elevator that you commonly hear, like, complaints about? Like, oh, this person's always stomping on the floor above me. And the reason is they come in the elevator and they have giant shoes. Or, like, you know, people are, you know, the TV's always on or something. And, like, you the person goes in the elevator, they have a TV head and it's like, Oh, they are the TV. Mm-hmm. Like they can't help that, you know? Cause you kind of, when you go in the elevator and people come on, you kind of see into their lives a bit. So I was like, what can mm-hmm. I portray with that? And then it kind of evolved more into, um, I came up with these gags, you know, there would be a cockroach on the couch when he went up to his room and the cockroach is making out with his girlfriend. And he's like, do you mind? Like, can you like go to your room? <laughs> and he's like, oh my God, I'm sorry. Cause you know, sometimes you get roommates like that. Like I have heard story of people, with bad roommates, but then also like every apartment in Oakville has cockroaches, <laughs> um, you know? So, mm. you know, I thought that would be funny. Cause it was like a statement of like, living in an apartment. Um, but then it kind of changed less about the apartment and more about the journey for me. So now I'm making it kind of more about like a spiritual journey and finding yourself. Like it's about making a good impression on your neighbors and like how weird your neighbors may be, but you're more concerned about yourself, but then you learn that they accept you, you know? 
Um, it's a little bit about trans people because I'm going through my own transition uh, with testosterone right now. But like, you know, it mm. kind of has like evolved over time. Like, don't be afraid to like take an idea and just let it sit for a bit and then come back to it. Because like I came up with this idea in like first, second year and then I came back to it at the end of third year, and now I'm doing it. And it's changed so much. Like, there was going to be a wedding scene on the elevator. There's not now. Um, so there's just, like, a bunch of creatures that have come in. And the more I work on it, the more I, like, narrow it down. And I'm, like, thinking now, like, what's the overall theme? Like, can I na- add a theme to this? Is it just a funny short? You know? That's kind of how I go through it. So, so when you had the idea of the elevator, like, did it click? Was it? So two parts of this. One is, did you just one day like look at the elevator and go, oh, that's an idea. And then did you formally like sit down and go like, what can I do with this? How did you like technically get from A to B on um, that? So, I, I, you know, the elevator ride was really long because um, I'm on the top floor. Um, mm. So I had a lot of time to think. <laughs> um, <laughs> so so I, I thought about it once. And then, like, every time I went into the elevator after that, I would think about it more. So every time I was in the elevator, I thought about it. Um, but it was, I never formally wrote it down. I just thought about it. Because, like, every time I'm on, like, in transit, that's the name of my film. You know, but every time I'm in transit, I'm just, like, I always, like, kind of wander. And I'm just, like, you know those things where you look at the car and you're, like, I'm in a music video. Like listening and you're like you're listening to your music and you're like it's raining outside and you're like touching the window and you're like I'm looking outside the window Aww. this is the opening to my movie you know like kind of thing it's like I was like okay what would my tr- transit movie be um, and I was like well mine wouldn't be moody it would just be really stupid and funny <laughs> so that's like kind of like how I came up with the idea and like I guess. It had been something that I kind of talked about with my roommates. I was like, you know, what if, wouldn't that be funny? Um, and then, like, when third year came around, they were like, you have to write a prompt for a film. And I was like, oh, uh, what do I have? <laughs> I was, like, shuffling through my mind papers. I'm like, oh, in transit. And so that's the one that I ended up keeping um, work on. I like the idea of like as the idea formalized, like the elevator actually the light goes ding <laughs> and the doors open. You're like, oh, I yeah, it. that was that was the idea. And I also like the pun Natalie gave me for when I was pitching. I was like, I was like, oh man, I should pel- pitch my elevator idea. And she's like, your elevator pitch. And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh it's right yeah. there. It was right, it was right there. there. I couldn't not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Awesome. I really like that. It's interesting is that um, the concept and you being elevator and it's on top floor. So you keep interacting with it. So your brains keep running with it. And at a certain point, you need to list out all the possible yeah. possible ideas. And then you kind of extract it into more. Yeah. Like, You're like what can I do with that? Your, like, can I do something okay. with this kind of idea? It's like, what if, what if someone had water and you're like, can I make that fun? No? Okay, different idea. <laughs> I mean, uh, they made a movie called Waterworld. <laughs> 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 so, so, Natalie, how do you... Well, so I, I know your thesis story is a little... Like, that was one of those out of thin air. I'd love to hear that, too. But also, how do you do the more formal process? Um, honestly, I think I have a... I don't have a lot of 
complex ideas. I am I'm a simple man. <laughs> you know, I was sitting here like, what's the most complex thing I ever thought? And my thesis is ironically incredibly simple to the point where I'm actually having trouble with how simple it is. Um, but I think for me, I'm pretty good at narrowing down like, what is the essence of this thing? I think I'll probably use our group mm. film as an example, right? Um, a lot of things happen in it. A lot of like, Fun chaos. We have a thing that I'm not going to spoil that all comes together and ties up at the end. But um, the essence of it is like a wife who really loves her husband. And that's what we want to get through. And I think narrowing down to what you want to communicate or what the theme should be is pretty important. And I also, one of the most valuable things I think while we were working on that film was being able to pitch it to our mentor, Jeff. Um, Shout out to Jeff Estolfo. Anyways, uh, (laughs) he was really cool. And having another eye on it coming from like, you've been in this like process and you've been in your own head and working with it and it like lives there. But when you show it to someone who's never seen it or rarely sees it, they'll be able to be like, you know, maybe you don't need that thing. Like that kind of dragged, you know, that wasn't, we took out a big element during the storyboarding (laughs) stage, which was, the mm. wife used to have a manual. Shout out like, to Natalie. Book. <laughs> Shout out to me because I uh-huh. edited it out of the boards in one crazy night of uh, sleeplessness. But there was a manual, a book she would flip to. Oh, kill him with an axe. Okay. And then she goes and kills him with an axe. And then she opens it again, right? And I think, I don't know who said it was just dragging the whole thing. It might have been Jeff. Classmates. Classmates, in. too. They were like, why the book? What? Like, you have to transition to. Yeah. And the cat. And the yeah. cat. They wouldn't let me kill the cat with poison. No, <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah. just paring it down, deciding what is necessary and what isn't, and being able to let go of elements. Um, oh, it was so hard because I yeah. loved the book. I loved mm-hmm. the book. So, and mm-hmm. I love my wife, Natalie. <laughs> We're not actually married, but she's my wife. So yeah. I was like, you're right. But you need to make decisions. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. So I thought the best thing for on my end was to actually show the group, this is what it looks like without the book. I'm okay if you guys hate it, but I have to put it here because I think it's worth considering. And so we, mm. in the end, we went with that because they were like, oh, it works fine. Uh, <laughs> you know. Uh. Yeah. So having the idea like this one, oh, cool if, but how do you find the theme in that? Thing? Yeah. Um, how do you find the thread? Like, that's kind of hard. It's kind of that's like, an, like <laughs> finding what you want to see. Like, like what do you want to see from it? Like, you kind of think, like, so when this idea was pitched to us, we had to all, like, pitch our own ideas. And I was thinking, you know, what will be the most fun? Because mm-hmm. you're going to be working on this with 11 people for eight months. I don't mm. want, I didn't really want to do something that was intense and moody. I was like, I want something fun because then, you know, pitching stuff will be more fun. So I thought Anaya's pitch was the most fun because it was her idea was basically a wife just trying to kill her husband so she wouldn't be alone. And I was like, that's simple. That's the idea. And I was like, there's more opportunities for gags. There's more opportunities for all this stuff. And so it was like a lot of throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what stuck. Um, which is what really helped us narrow it down, like being able to be like, okay, that's not working. Okay, this is working. I really think this is funny. How do we make it work with the rest of the film? Like, 
<laughs> like, oh, I'll, I'll say it's a few things. Like first, like Bailey said, creator's intent. Yeah. Do you personally, what do you want out of this, right? Do you want to do this for fun? Do you want to like evoke an emotion? Yeah. Do you want to yeah. say something specific? And then another thing mm. would be like that log line just right there. The wife's trying to kill her husband to be together. It's yeah. funny and it's sweet mm. and that's why you like it, right? And mm-hmm. being able to remember mm. that as you're adding stuff to it and not lose sight of that's mm. where we yes. started. Even if it changes, yeah. Yeah. you'll have to figure out what that one log line would be as yeah. it switches up, yeah. uh, which the group film didn't change too much. For Bailey, like you're saying, in transit used to be about neighbors and apartment situation, but it it's became still something always more. always been about the elevator. Though. It's always <laughs> yeah. had, it's always kept to a man goes on an elevator and gets to his destination. It's always stayed yeah. that. Classic <laughs> film trope. I know. Yeah, you also you kind of answered a little bit earlier, too, when you said at some point clamp down and go like, here's the thing. Yeah, this is the thing. And then just make the thing. And you can spend so long waffling on stuff, you know, like I at some points you get really frustrated because you've been waffling about something and everyone's like doesn't want to hurt anyone's feelings. They're like, well, that could work. They're like, oh, that is fun. That's fun. And it's like, okay, but we need to make a decision. There was a pitching. Yeah. Oh, there was a whole pitching session that we had where we were trying to narrow down the, the, um, I'm going to, the Rube Gold, there's a Rube Goldberg. Okay. I'm, I'm not going to say anything more than that. There's a Rube Goldberg. <laughs> it was Really hard to nail that down because everyone's like, oh, this will be fun. Oh, this will be fun. Oh, that could work. Like nobody was oh, like man. shooting down anyone's ideas, which is good. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want to have a closed off thing. But there's a point where you have to kind of just like, Make choose it which ones you want. So yeah. I was like, okay, I'll yeah. work on the root book Goldberg and see which makes sense. So I was like, I need you guys to throw ideas at me so I can make them mesh. Um, so... <laughs> And after I had come up with it, people kept throwing ideas at me. I was like, no, it already no, works done. like this. I was like, it's done. Unless you guys want to do it. And they're like, no. And I was like, yeah. So, so basically, so the good. Rube Goldberg yeah. came together yeah. with obviously help from the film mates. They gave me ideas for it. But I had to make sure it all mm. worked together. And it basically stayed pretty much the same from when I pitched it to when it mm. went to the end. So it's like finding out what works. If you're going to add something to it, does it work? You know, if you're going to take something out, does it still make sense? You know, because that was a lot of problems with the editing stuff we had from professors. They'd say, don't do that. And then we take it out and it didn't work. So it's like, do you want to rework this entire section so it works or just want to keep it in? So it's like also evaluating your time, you know. Mm -hmm. That's it. Cool point there. Though. Like your teachers might say something, or like how you two were slightly hesitant to give me feedback on stuff. And if people always go like, "Well, these people know they're so let's just try." It's like, no, like we're just humans. Everyone's just a human. Your teachers are just people. Like, so your opinion might be better. Like anything you say could easily be more correct and better than what I think or your professors think. It's just. <laughs> we have practiced doing the thing more often, but like, that doesn't mean we're right. So I like that. You just, you try it, you looked at it, you're like, no. And you went with what you, you knew was stronger. That's really, it's cool. That's the personality that stands up to the D. 
and toilet and toilet paper is in Dean's house. We did not toilet paper anyone's house. <laughs> we did not. Just for labor reasons. <laughs> no, we didn't do any toilet paper. We can't go back to jail. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'm not going back to jail. <laughs> well, so now, I know you already wrote it down, but to make it official, your question for the next guest, which is another pair, by the way. Ooh, Ooh excellent. Hey, team. Please state your question for the you next guest. You say it now. Should we All say right. it at the same time? You say it now. You say it. I'll, I'll say it. Um, so <laughs> no. our question is, if you could animate the official music video to any song you want, which would it be and what mm. medium would you use? Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited for Someone's gonna definitely I think you asked this, this question for the right people. <laughs> Every animator has a music video that they've never animated. It's just the facts yeah. of life. Mm-hmm. I know I have like three in my head. They're all to ABBA songs. They're going to happen when... <laughs> Is that the irony then? Every animator has several music videos they want to do, and they're also approached by a bunch of music people who want them to animate their videos for way too long. <laughs> all right. Yeah. It's like a Man, love triangle. Man, if you pay us the it's money, perfect. we have so much fun. You know? <laughs> Let's talk about promote yourself. Um, so I'm Bailey McLeod, and I'm yep. the art booper on every single like social media that exists. Like That's B-O-O-P-E-R, the art booper. I have mm-hmm. a website, theartbooper.com. It's, everything's linked mm-hmm. on there. So if you go there, you'll find me. So I'm Natalie Choi, and all my socials are under Lee Santanos, which is L-E-S-A-N-T-A-N-O-S. I uh, also have a website. Um, yeah, I'm on Instagram, yeah. Twitter, and mainly those two, but not very frequently anymore. So <laughs> check hmm. the website for more detailed stuff, I guess. Awesome. Yeah. Do you guys use Twitch? I do. I, t- I stream on Twitch. Ooh, yes. You need to get you back want into to talk it. About it. Man, I I had a crappy laptop when I decided I wanted to stream on Twitch, so I didn't. And now <laughs> I'm sitting here like I want to make a little VTuber yes. thing because it's like rigging. Oh my god! I right? started a VTuber. Yeah. I started a VTuber model. Yeah. So Natalie, yeah. Natalie got me into Twitch because she was like obsessed with it like during third year and i was like i want to stream with you oh look at all the cool aesthetic stuff we did so Mm -hmm. we like set up a thing so like when like we have a call together our names light up on the stream Mm. keep an eye out for our streams guys (laughs) i can't wait until like 50 years from now where you're like this two old animator pros (laughs) like just now you have cigars for some reason wearing trench coats Mm. of course yeah. We're streaming on. Twitch. Yeah, so follow social media. Yeah. Okay. yeah, and when you guys are ready for more Twitch or live, yeah, I've been streaming work. I've been streaming uh, a work on my film on Twitch. I do little notifications on Twitter. So if you want to catch me streaming my thesis work, yeah, <laughs> that's amazing. I I will make it someday. And unfortunately, we do have to end this in a minute. Um, so, well, hi, we, you have to end this. <laughs> it's very short and sweet. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. All right. Well, I just want to say thank you, everyone, for having us. And I hope our interview didn't make you too story bored. <laughs> get it? Bored? <laughs> make sure after listening to get up, reach real high, and skip.
sketch your arms. <laughs> oh gosh! Okay. All right. This is this has, this has been, been Bailey, Bailey and, Natalie, and Natalie, and we, we like, like your, your shorts. shorts. <laughs> We didn't know what else to do. <laughs> the, the computer lag made doing that in sync a bit hard. Oh, yeah. I was like, are you catching up? Are you catching up? Oh, no. 